Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now, during the ultimate Sleep Number event, save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing on all Smart Beds, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hi, I'm Doran Wallach, and you're listening to It's Not a Crisis, a podcast for women in their 40s seeking to navigate life's challenges while making the most of it, which means let's do things now so that we can look at this next chapter as a very positive and happy time in our lives. I don't want anyone to dread or regret anything, although I guess regret is part of life, but... I wanted to create this podcast to talk about all the ways that we can just make our lives more fulfilled, more positive, um, and, and happier overall. So today I have an amazing guest. I know her personally, as I do a lot of my guests. Her name is Nicole Russo, and she's an incredible fashion stylist. I originally found her on Net-A-Porte, and she had helped me with some events that I had to go to. And then after she left Net-A-Porte, I decided to use her for some other things. And what I love about Nicole is that while Nicole has her own style, she doesn't try to put that on other people. She reads people really, really well. And she gets you. And she knows that not everything looks great on every person. She she understands bodies. She understands um, lifestyle. She understands even more than that. It, it goes deeper, almost psychologically. Um, and when I talk to her, you'll hear me talk a little bit about that. Uh, in less than a decade, Nicole has styled hundreds of people. She's sat in the front row at New York Fashion Week. She's been featured in Fast Company and spent over four years working at the luxury powerhouse Net-A-Porte. She blends technical sides of fashion and retail to build your ideal wardrobe in an efficient and fun way, and one that fine-tunes your personal style and brings you an overall more fulfilling life. That couldn't be more true. I'm very excited for you guys to learn a little bit about what is, you know, age appropriate at our age, how our body is changing and how to dress it, um, how to still look great and buy trends um, that won't date us and uh, a bunch of other things. So as usual, if you could please subscribe to my podcast, share my Instagram, share the podcasts with your friends if you like them. Please send me emails to it's not a crisis at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your ideas. I love interacting with you on social media. So um, keep doing that. It's really fun for me. I do this podcast because it's just kind of, it's, I'm passionate about helping women and I'm learning along with you. So thank you and um, just much appreciated always. 
Nicole, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Hey, Doran. I am so excited. I we've been trying to do this for a little while. And so long. I'm amped. I'm so. I'm actually so amped. I just like love chatting with you. So I feel like it's just gonna be fun. Oh well. I so I I've talked a little bit about um, how I met you, but I I found you at Netaporte, and I don't remember. I, I don't actually recall how or what, but one of the things that stuck out to me about you was that you really, um, and I said this in my opener, you, you just understand style from the point of view that some stylists just don't get you, you understand body, you understand lifestyle and you really understand each person and you don't try to put something on them that's not comfortable, but at the same time you push boundaries just a little bit. And, um, I appreciate that in the past when we've worked together because you've showed me ways to not only wear things, but you've, um, that I never even knew looked appropriate on my body type, but also how to keep within my style. That's one of the reasons I love you. But the main reason I love you is you're just such an awesome, wonderful person. And um, I don't have anybody on the show that I don't jive with and that I don't feel um, can add anything important. But also, I want to make sure that um, it, it's people that women that I'm supporting businesses and what they're doing when I really believe in them. So with that being said... Aww. <laughs> that was so nice. My, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm over here. Like, you know, like that's so sweet. I mean, I'm very passionate about bringing out people's, when I style, I think what is unique is I look at it like on a very organic um, nat- level. I'm like, what, who and what that person is and how can I draw them out and how can I facilitate like their personal growth? Like who, how can I show them a way of dressing themselves that heightens their confidence, but also their sense of possibility through what they wear. And then it kind of reverberates into their life. Like, for example, I always say that your closet is a metaphor for your life. And the reason that I say that is because what we do in our closet directly is reflective on how we do things in our life. So if we aren't as confident taking risks or we are impacted by other people's opinions or we uh, tend to overly criticize ourselves, like, you know, and some of them can even be like, you know, we are a little kooky and we're like very creative. So they can have multiple, they can be multifaceted and, but you know, just like things in our, like other parts of our lives, we maybe don't see opportunity or or we're short-sighted because of old habits or like what's always worked for us. So I like to allow my clients to see more of themselves through pushing them outside their boundaries in a safe way that feels comfortable for them, but also um, makes them feel like more of what they already are. So when they have new clothes or they have new outfits, it's not scary. When someone hires someone like me, they're really looking for solutions to a problem, which maybe they don't have time to shop. They are kind of feeling dated. They might have an event or an upcoming um, point of change in their life, like weight loss or children, or uh, they could be, you know, just changing careers, like all these things that are sort of facilitating the need. But 
they are also seeking like a state of mind. We're seeking this easy effortlessness. They want to get dressed. They don't want to feel frustrated. They want to feel like it's just fine. They just put on some clothes. You're very um, intuitive. And yes. um, I, I think you're very, I think you're, very, I don't know if I say this right, but you're very in tune to your intuitiveness. <laughs> you know, you, you really, <laughs> you, you really are. So I hire Nicole um, on occasion to go into my closet seasonally and pick out outfits for me to wear because I, so I like fashion. It's really not my biggest focus in life. Um, <laughs> I, in, in fact, like doing what I do as a jewelry designer, sometimes it feels um, intimidating to me because I feel like I have to look a certain way based on my industry. But there are times where I'm just like super happy in my baseball hat and jean shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so Nicole, Nicole will come into my closet and kind of like in, um, clueless how Cher had her like, you know, outfits all done for her. That's what Nicole does for me. And it's awesome. She will come in and she will pick out outfits and, and for day or night, or if I have an event or if I have, um, something work related, I have the outfit there and I can just look at it and I don't have to think about it, which is great. So I mentioned this, Nicole, on another one of my podcasts. Um, Nicole had recently come into my closet and it was one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the show. And she's very honest. And, and what you do in such a way that's, that's you're honest, but um, it's not, it's not critical. So <clears throat> Nicole came into me, she said, Dorna, I, I got to lay this out for you. I really have to be honest with you. And I said, okay, th- th- I can handle it. And she said, my, my issue with looking in your closet is I, I have a very glamorous, amazing mom who has her own style and flair. And, um, I've always looked up to her for that because she just doesn't care what anybody thinks. But in some ways, um, she could be a little old fashioned when it comes to style and, and a little more classic, maybe is the word I should use, um, than I am. And Nicole said, I I feel like half your closet is who you are and half your closet is who your mom is and who your mom probably wants you to be. And I think that like, you need to start to hone in a little bit more on who you are. And it was in that moment right there that was like, oh, wow, that doesn't just pertain to my closet. (laughs) That pertains to so much of my life. And in my 40s, um, you know, I look up to my mom and I adore my mom, but there's something about you, you tend to seek approval from, um, someone you look up to and, um, especially somebody as fashionable as my mom. And I think that sometimes even when I'm designing my jewelry or I'm picking out clothes, I'm like, what would my mom think? And there's this other side of me that has this kind of more, you know, edgy, maybe more casual, maybe sometimes a little bit more hippie, bohemian. I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. that is so not what my mom is. And, and, and Nicole, like she called me out on it and she's right. My problem is, and I'm getting this as I get older. And I think other women who are listening will agree that as I get deeper into my forties, I'm gaining more confidence and I care less what people think. So I'm starting to hone in on what my style is. And also I'm also like comfort has become more popular for me. (laughs) Like I just don't care (laughs) that much anymore. I know you always are on me for like, okay, you can be comfortable, but you can put on a good shoe. And I, you know, I do love my shoes. So 
I, I guess the first place to start with you, because I because I think that the, the the psychological part of it is really important. Um, and and personally, everyone listening, I I feel like I haven't figured it out yet. Um, just like I haven't figured out a lot of things yet, and that's part of why I have this podcast because we're all trying to figure this this like crazy decade out on our own. But um, the latest thing that I feel that I'm struggling with, and I'm sure other women are struggling with, is what is age appropriate anymore? You know, it, it's yeah. women are looking more and more amazing as they get older and spend time. You know, there are so many ways we can work out today online, amazing classes here and there. Um, and I do find myself looking at something. So now, um, I have a third, my daughter will be 13 in a couple of weeks and I start to see things that she likes and I'm like, Ooh, I like that. And then, and I'm like, well, <laughs> if she's wearing that, I can't wear that. Um, so, uh, first question is, you know, what is age appropriate? How do we even know today? I feel like it's just, I think it's more confusing today than ever. Oh my gosh. There's so much to unpack. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, where I know. Sorry. Going? That was a lot. <laughs> no, no. It's just like, to begin with is that we're not alone. Like a lot of us as women in particular, we're kind of taught that dressing and shopping and looking and feeling fabulous is supposed to be naturally easy. And that's not true at all. Like it is um, something that most of people I think are not innately born with. And I find that there's this, when we kind of um, like get over the hurdle of thinking that this should be easy, it becomes a lot more um, self-accepting that, you know, figuring it out is more normal than being naturally good at it. So first, for, for starters, I think we need to look at that. And when it comes to um, age appropriateness and like, especially your comment about your daughter is that like, you know, 40 years ago or 10 years, even 20 years ago, age appropriateness was based on the notion that there were strict rules about what you can and cannot do. There were limitations that were given to us because of a certain bracket of age that you passed upon rules that are actually still being inundated with uh, to us. And I think that the reason that we hear them, and it's particularly from other women, is that there are ways to create division and there are ways to create self-judgment and judgment amongst each other. Because if you are not doing something right, therefore you are not as good as me or not as good as the other. And therefore, you know, there's this sense of lack. And I don't really believe truly as a stylist, I don't believe there is such a thing as age appropriate. I think that what isn't, what is, what is not age appropriate is the thing that you are the most uncomfortable in. And the thing that makes you feel as though you're wearing a costume or something that represents another part of your life or another part of yourself. So to explain that further is like, there are a lot of fun, like playful childlike fashions like glitter or sequins or um, applique or um, light up shoes, like things that are very, or lots of color that are very useful, right? And if you are a woman who's like in her 40s or 50s or 60s and you appreciate those components, that doesn't mean that you cannot wear like something sparkly or something neon. 
what it is is that you may want to use specific elements of what you like in a mature way. So if you're wearing, you love neons, maybe you can wear a neon blazer or um, something that has like a neon detail, like in a shoe. There's no, so, so it's really about like, how do you interpret what you like and what you're drawn to that may be useful or immature? And how can you pair that back into the life that you live now, which may be like a businesswoman or a mom or a retiree or, you know, someone who's playing with her grandkids on the floor. You know, there could be different parts of your life. And I think that a lot of times when we're worried about what's age appropriate, we're worried about what other people are going to think of us because of the where we are in our life. I often say going back to the closet is a metaphor for your life thing is that there's we often have multiple people in our closet. The example you brought up, Doran, about your mom and then like you and those are two um, components of your closet that are sort of competing with each other, which made it a little more challenging for you to probably to get dressed and feel good in your outfits daily or come up with them creatively because they weren't really flowing together naturally. They were two competing elements. And once we address those things, and that's something I can I help with in particular, not only by bringing up the idea to you or to the client and making them aware of it, but also seeing the opportunities in which like, if you're like a little bohemian, but also casual, but then there's a timelessness and classicness to your style, they seem like counterpoints, like how can you bring them together? But as you develop a sense of self that's more confident and you start to care less about what people think, it's like a muscle. You have a natural ability to put the outfits together and dress easier for different situations that feel good. But then what is weird or out of the box or, you know, maybe a risk suddenly becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. Like you literally develop a greater strength in dealing with giving, like caring what people think. And that's where I see the magic. That's why I love like the concept of, of styling and clothes. So that's a really like, I guess, multifaceted way to answer that, you know, there is no such thing as age appropriateness. The only limitations we create are the ones for ourselves. And if you have them for yourself, and that's okay, if you want to say that this is what's appropriate for me. But the only other thing I would say personally that I think is not appropriate is like, what I advise people is like, are you dressing the same way you were 10 years ago? That means that you're not evolving as a person. And when we when you look dated, it's because you're not evolving and you're not growing. And that's when it looks in their age appropriate. That's when I feel like people look like they're dressing too young or dressing like they don't belong because they are a different, their body's a little different. They're, they're, they are a little different, but yet their presentation of themselves hasn't changed. And that's when I think like it just looks kind of weird. Here's one of the things I struggle with. I, I mentioned my daughter. Um, uh, you know, sh- I'm getting to an age now where like, I still want to wear short skirts because I like my legs and I don't mean like skin tight, trashy skirts. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and I like to feel youthful in the way that I dress. Uh, but, but I, I feel like I'm also a role model for her and not that, you know, me, I'm, it's not like I'm wearing anything like crazy and risque. Um, yeah. but, but, I, you know, I bought this dress recently. It was like kind of um, like a, a like a layered ruffled skirt on the bottom and and really pretty and and I really like it. 
And, uh, but I bought it when we were shopping with Tatum, like at a store where there were things for her, but my mom was there. Of course I needed the confirmation and, um, and I love it. And I, you know, it, it, it feels youthful to me, but without making me feel like, you know, I look like a kid. So I think that, I think that that's for me now, this is a whole other thing that I think about, or, you know, when I'm dressing, cause my daughter is just finding her style. And by the way, um, we were, we are going to do another podcast on, um, teens and tweens because Nicole is actually helping my daughter kind of hone in on what her style is right now. And I think that, you know, at her age where her body is changing, it's important to, you know, really feel confident and and find who you are. So it's great to hear what you just said. And I, and I think that all of that makes sense. And I think that sometimes in our head, we're still in the nineties and, and yeah. we'll like put something on that, that we, I mean, in the summer, I genuinely look the way I did in high school because I, I wear like shorts and a t-shirt and a baseball hat like every day, <laughs> except when I get dressed up at night. And that's really well, how I live timeless. <laughs> yeah, totally that, timeless. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that doesn't get old. Like things, certain things never die and that's right. okay. Um, right. And um, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, not growing up, right? Right. I always say there's summer Doran and there's fall winter Doran because I love fall winter clothes. I love leather. I love boots. I love dresses. Like I like tights and I feel like in um, summer, I just don't care as much. So anyway, the other topic I feel like has come up a lot for um, a lot of women is our bodies are changing in our forties. So I have noticed not only is it harder to lose weight in our forties, but I am gaining weight in places I never gained before. Um, I think a lot of women are starting to struggle with the midsection. And I, I've read that that's um, hormonally related and even hips and, you know, your boobs are sagging. They're not looking as good as they used to. And, you know, it's, it's hard because you, it's hard to see your body change. Um, so some tips on, how, you know, how do we, how do we evolve our, our clothes with our bodies and, or anything that we can do to make that feel better for all of us? Yeah. I mean, it's very common. I mean, that's the other thing is, is that when we, um, when we develop a little bit of knowledge and that's why, you know, even Tatum giving Tatum some skills now, cause like as she continues to grow up and become a young woman and like maybe possibly have children and then like also go through, like her forties and a phase of life where herself is changing, it gives you this, um, like skill set that you can then use for the rest of your life. So it's something that the, you know, the sort of like, it has a compound effect. You know, I actually think that, um, what's really common is a lot of the changes that happened, like that you described are very similar to like postpartum, right? So you're going through a very, um, you're not as, familiar with the body you have. It feels a little foreign. There's like different shapes that you're not used to dealing with. Maybe things have expanded or like, you know, gone the different direct different directions. And, you know, what used to work and used to be like our go-to may have now not feel, not feel as good in. Right. So what I recommend that people do is, and this is one of my, is, is you really want to look at imagery that works for like of, of outfits that look for, work for you, like that you and figure out what it is about those things that you like, right? So what we you may have loved, for example, um, you love a shorts and a t shirt, okay? But there are so many different styles 
of that if you want to look at it. So you can do like boxy t-shirts off the shoulder, slouchy. You can do a viscose versus a cotton blend. Things can have structure. So let's say, for example, you are, um, you know, not as comfortable with your midsection, but you happen to also be very petite. Maybe you're shorter, right? So what used to work might be um, you might wear like smaller, more shrunken tees because you were petite and therefore oversized things you didn't feel as confident in. I'm making this up. This is not you. This is an example. Yeah, no, it's definitely. You I'm can, not, definitely not petite. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so like, if, but if you're five one and that's something that you are seeing as changing for you, maybe you can shift to the thing that you may love about t-shirts is like how they're easy and breezy and sort of like classic, right? So maybe you, instead of that, you move into something like a linen button-up that still has the easy breezy shape, I'm, and unlike a structured button-up, and then but you wear something that's has a is slightly more tailored, and then therefore it will show the narrowness of your shape as opposed to a boxy tee which is going to widen you. So you kind of take the things that you like and you see what other things exist in the market that fit well or that fit better or solve this problem. And I use like quotations and figure like the problem that you think is there or you feel is there and then, but gives you the result you're looking for. So you kind of have to like deconstruct it from and make it a little bit more logical and less emotional because there's so much available that there is usually like there's there's a solution um and it could be something as simple as like the rise of a pant or the the um fabric of a pant so i think that the first phase is you kind of just have to honor that things are changing that things are different but that doesn't mean that you can't look stylish and feel great like you're not being put out to pasture it's just that there's a change and um, if you move with that change and you honor the change and you work with it, you will get to a solution to the other side and you can still feel fabulous with what you are because, um, those, the goals that we have are all to feel good. We all just want to have confidence and feel amazing. Um, and I think the only reason we feel, we think we felt that way when we were younger is because we were just dumb enough to not like be aware. <laughs> right, you're right, exactly. And I, I I would recommend to everybody that you consult um with um a fashion stylist every few years if you can because uh, as your body changes, they will help you to understand how to wear clothes for your body that is changing in a way that'll make you feel amazing. Uh, Nicole is great at that. And um, we'll talk about it at the end, but Nicole also does virtual if you're not um, in the New York area. But I think that that's really important. Let's just one example. Let's say you're a woman who is um, flat chested because your kids ruined your boobs and um, you're very curvy on the bottom with maybe thicker legs um, but skinny arms. So, like, it's the, given that example, what is your recommendation to dress someone like that? This is where I would first want to just as like a point. I this is where knowing like what people's personal preferences and goals are in terms of like do are they more boho? Are they more like um, preppy? Let's like say she wanted to be timeless and classic. What I would do is is that 
someone like that, what they often do is they see, like, say, for example, let's say summer and she sees a Bermuda short or, um, which is a very common, um, trend right now. And she may put that on and then her goal may be to look less curvy. Some women may actually really love the bottom shape and they want to show it off, but her goal may be to like sort of de-emphasize it. So a simple solution is to follow the shape of the body that you have in a sort of you skim it versus you um, like tailor it. So a Bermuda short is an example of a something that would tailor the body. So it would be kind of fitted, sort of snug. It would definitely show off the smaller waist, but it would also make the waist to hip ratio look more prominent. So they would look more curvy on the bottom. It would also accent the thighs. So if that wasn't her goal and she wanted to de-emphasize that part or balance it with her top, I would say grab a, you can get a, look for a short that has that same Bermuda style where it's cut off at the knee, kind of more of a higher waist or like at least at or around the belly button. And, but something that has like a little bit more of a drape, almost like it, it fits like a, like a boyfriend jean or it fits like a cheat, like a relaxed um, linen pant, but it's, in the short shape. So your paper bag pants are very common, like have that shape in the leg or paper bag shorts. But this is something that wouldn't have that little cinch and flare and peplum. Um, and then you're, what you're going to do is the reason that works for someone with like that body type, for example, is because um, it doesn't actually draw the eye to it by overly emphasizing the curve because it's not as tailored but it doesn't if you wear something that's very big and flowy on the bottom you could then women will often say they feel like they're wearing a tent or they feel like they look bigger that is because all of the extra volume is you can't see the actual body so you sort of want to find a balance between showing the shape and working with the shape that you have while also not overly emphasizing it by getting it the, the material super close to the skin. So that would be like the quick, and you can do that with pants. You could do that with um, even like a skirt, for example. That's like a, a really, like that's a universal, it goes across the board. That would work for even with women that are um, really thin and don't want to look as, as skinny, for example. They want to look a little more curvy. It's, it's just, um, you want to kind of like work with the lines that you're built with and you're using and just find a media, a middle ground between two very fitted and overly flowy until you feel like, Oh, I look really good. Okay. That makes sense. Trend wise. So I, I do like some, tr- I've never been an overly trendy person because I'm, I'm like one of these people that if everyone's wearing it, I don't want to wear it. It makes me, it turns me off. But, you know, there are occasional things that I want to integrate into my wardrobe. Um, and is there, is there an age cutoff for that, for trends? Are we allowed to? Um, <laughs> is, um, how, how, do you, how do you incorporate trends into your wardrobe that won't date you, I guess, is what the question I'm asking. I would say the best way to do it is actually um, to... Figure out what about the trend that you like. So, for example, nautical was recently a trend for fall. Um, 
red was a big trend for fall and you know you're going to find sexy red slinky dresses and you're going to find um you know sophisticated uh, red blazers or um you're going to find you know useful uh bomber jackets or um track jackets in a sort of a nautical theme and then it, that might feel more like almost immaturist or too much like your you know, 22, um, at the Cape or something. So if that's the case, you want to move towards the trend that you like. And then, but in iterations that work for your life and your lifestyle, I'm sure I could like go through trends, hit history of trends and be like, I don't know if that's really great for a, you know, uh, a 56 year old, but honestly, like I know there are women in their fifties and sixties who are like icons in fashion right now that are wearing crop tops. So I'm not necessarily going to, yeah. So I'm not going to necessarily say that like one cannot or should not. But what I will say is is that if you are, if you see a trend, like an anklet, for example, is kind of trendy. I could, there are definitely, definitely ways that, um, or there's like plastic, colorful jewelry, you know, you can wear those kinds of, um, or even fruit shaped jewelry. I think that there are ways that you could wear that and still look very sophisticated or mature or confident. Um, because it's the, it's the, the best dressed woman is really has the knowledge of like what works for her and the confidence to pull it off. So that is really what it is. It's like knowing and identifying what you like and how does it work into your lifestyle and finding those trends or those things that are popular right now and incorporated it into your world in a way that makes sense for you. And when you do that, you never look dated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My, my last question for you is you have brought this up, um, uh, earlier and I just wanted you to expand on it a little bit about what, you know, why your closet is a metaphor for your life. And yeah, I mean, just go into a little bit about what you mean by that. You know, I think if we can circle back to even what you said before, when I, when I, when I brought to your attention, like kind of the idea that you had this Doran style, and then there was this, like your mom's influence also. What is my Doran style? (laughs) Oh, um, like you, you are a little, you are a little boho-y, like kind of like little, little, little edgy downtown, like rocker, um, way, very down to earth, um, a little bit, uh, playful seventies. Um, you have kind of a, not a, it's not a hippie. It's not the right way to explain it. It's more of the, um, I don't really care. I just like what I like and I'm going to wear it kind of attitude. And you have this like really sophisticated, timeless, like classic component that's in your closet as well, which is like beautiful, like stiletto patent shoes, leopard prints, um, tailored dresses, all lots of black. Uh, there's these like almost like, like Upper East Side rich girl chic. like that are there like these touches of it and you see that in the quality of the things that you buy too because like a lot of what you you pick are you can see the selection and finding things that are really really high quality so I having known you as a person I feel like those are two very two very strong components of who you are so like you're very chill like you're the kind of girl you know just wants to be on the beach hanging in your hammock, like reading a good book, like doing 
nothing, no pretense, not care, not, you don't need to be seen or seeny. And then there's also this part of you that's like super sophisticated and pulled together and very, uh, ladylike and feminine and, um, mature and, and when I say like, <laughs> yeah. And then there's that immature. Exactly. So like, that's where I think the rocker, like sort of boho, like, yeah, you ha- there's this like, no fuck. I give no fucks kind of side of you that sort of like, is like the, you know, that playfulness that, and, you know, I think that that's example of like how your closet is a metaphor for your life. So like you are, you, when you brought up your mom in your closet, um, you made a comment saying that like that, when, you know, when you, when I brought to your attention that there was, she was sort of present in there, her influence of like who you want to be because of like who your mom wants you to be. You made a comment saying, yeah, that's sort of like how my, that hits other parts of my life too. So that's what I mean. Like, that's an example. It's so wild. Cause it's, I mean, everything you're saying is so true and it's, <laughs> I sometimes feel schizophrenic in my fashion because like I like so many different things and it depends on my mood. Like there are days mm-hmm. where I like when I'm in a like a bad mood, I'm usually like in my like combat boots and my leather jacket <laughs> <laughs> or my you know my like moto boots or you know it's kind of it's just funny. Um this summer you would be so surprised because of the whole pandemic I bought all of these like bright floral dresses and bright sweaters and colors and and Birkenstocks of all colors and just like it was I was like you know what everything is so depressing right now I just feel like being bright yeah so like that's an example of like your mood directly reflected how and your your, what was happening in your life right now directly reflected the way that you were dressing yourself and what I feel is interesting and this is what I do is and what I believe in is that you can kind of rig it where I can't like what, whatever other components of your life where like this balance, this um, interactions with your mom, like how it impacts like other parts of your life. I can't really have anything to do with that. But what I can say is if I can draw it in and kind of figure out a way to kind of make sense of it in your closet, then when you de- when, as you develop that confidence or as you develop that understanding in yourself when you're getting dressed every day, which we all do, regardless of what you're putting on, that then impacts what interaction you may have later. Yeah. And you know what? Listen, if you're someone who really doesn't even care about clothes or fashion, I I still think talking to somebody like Nicole is super helpful because I I actually, I, I can't say I don't care, but um, it's definitely not my priority, but um, in the times that we've worked together and you've put things together for me, it made me excited about wearing clothes, especially when it was like all laid out for me and I could just be like, okay, I'm going to put this with this, 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 and now I know what I'm going to wear today and I don't have to think about it. I think part of the problem of people just wearing the same thing every day is like, you just don't want to think about it. If you're not that person to to kind of like, ugh, what am I going to put? You just end up wearing the same thing all the time because it's just easier than thinking. And we have enough to deal with anyway. Well, listen, we have to wrap up, but I, I loved having you on. And I wanted to ask you, I always ask my guests at the end of the show, um, what would you tell your younger self today? Uh, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, (laughs) dump him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's um, a good one. (laughs) 
I'm sure a lot yeah, of us could obviously. say that. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us could. <laughs> oh, I wish it would be more like poetic, but honestly, yeah. that's probably you know the one I would go with. <laughs> I I appreciate that. And I don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much. And tell um tell everyone how they can find you. Yeah, no, um, you can find me at um. So my company name is Let's Get You. So you can find me at letsgetyou.com. and uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm very active. Um, it's underscore Let's Get You, and DM me. You can. I mean, I'm the girl you're going to be interacting with. So say hi, and I'd love to hear from you. And you, and just to, to a little bit about your services, um, do you offer, what are you offering right now? Cause I know obviously things have changed. So normally my services are in person and, um, I, but I am offering a virtual process and program that does allow people to sort of gain the same insights and clarity and, uh, wardrobe building that, um, I basically using my, and net a porte skills of working with people remotely and online. And I can do that with you basically anywhere in the world. So I have clients all over now. And if you are someone who is not in your, for your, one of your homes, or if you want me to come in and work in your closet while you aren't home, I am offering that as well. If you are within the New York city metro region. Good. I'm going to do a big purge this. Uh, I'm actually going back to my apartment next week and I'm purging a bunch of stuff, but there's, I, I swear, I don't know. I, th- I don't know if it's the pandemic, but there, there are just, I, I had gone back to the city and saw a few things in my closet and I was like, no, not me anymore. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. It was me like in the fall and now I'm over it. Um, so I will, I'm going to be in touch with you. Although I don't think anyone's going to see me for months. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all right, Nicole, thank you again for coming on. It's always good to talk to you. Let me know if you are interested, um, if anybody is interested in hearing uh, Nicole talk a little bit about our tweens and teens. Because um, I think from a mom's perspective, it's how to support their individual style, but also how to um, and make sure they're confident. But at the same time, there's just some looks going on right now that I am not okay with. And, and that have cir- circled back from the nineties that when I was a teenager and I really wasn't okay with it then. So, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think that that's a whole other topic. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me an email. It's not a crisis at Gmail or DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and let me know. All right. Well, thanks Doran. It was so much fun. The Hispanic community is the nation's largest racial and ethnic minority. It's time health research included your voice. That's why the All of Us research program exists. If you participate in All of Us, not only would you help your community, you can also receive your free genetic ancestry trait results. With this information and more, researchers may be able to conduct a variety of studies about health and diseases that affect the Hispanic community. Visit joinallofus.org slash your health to contribute. Again, joinallofus.org slash your health.